UX Podcast Episode 52. Listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology, and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Per Axboom. Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of UX Podcast. You're listening to me, Per Axboom. And me, James Royal Lawson. And we're set. It's what date is it? Eighteenth, eighteenth of July, mm-hmm. Thursday. I'm recording this a week ahead because you're going to Spain. In I am, days. yeah, on Monday. Mm. And and well, I've bottled it. We mm. recorded mm. one episode when you were in America, but um, yep. but to be honest, I just got excited about the fact we could use the new microphones. Right, new microphones, mm. uh, condenser microphones hooked up to blue icicles. So. You'll have to let us know on Twitter if this sounds better than usual. I, just I really hope so. I just couldn't bear the fact that we'd be you'd be recording using these new microphones and I'd be using Skype uh, on my tablet yeah. from a from a little apartment <laughs> somewhere in the south of Spain. You want to sound as good as I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're fully dressed. That's yeah, um, well, people are gonna be very confused now. It's like we've been here for an hour and you say, and now we're fully dressed. <laughs> Don't go there. You're always confusing the listener. I was going to explain. One of the fun things about doing a podcast is you don't really have to take a shower, but people don't really care what you look like or smell like because you only have to listen to our voices, our beautiful beautiful voices. <laughs> when, when, I was, when we decided to do this, we just decided yesterday, you, you made a joke that when I was coming, coming over here early that you wouldn't be fully dressed, probably. I said that you were scared of jimble flesh. Yes, thankfully you were dressed when I came <laughs> over, but you hadn't had breakfast yet. No, I hadn't. Oh, well. Uh, I have now. I'm eating. Uh, sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm full of food now. So yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. dressed. Yes. Mm. Everyone's dressed. Just, <laughs> yeah, to, just to dressed. calm you all down, we're all dressed. <laughs> But it is really hot, and it's getting hotter in here. Yep. <laughs> uh, people who've been listening to the show for a long time will know that the, the um, well, Beantin HQ, the studio where we record this, um, during the summer months, it does get warm in here. Mm. Um, uh, but we're only up to 24 degrees. And we have entertainment, because just outside our window, uh, there are bouncing kids. Well, two right now, but I think they're a lot outside. They're not the same two as it was a second ago. No, exactly. Uh, Trampoline Mm -hmm. um, in the garden, (laughs) um, which we can see from the studio window. Which also is a good test of the soundproofness of your studio and the quality of our microphones. Yeah, and the loudness (laughs) of my kids. Yes. (laughs) It's not going to go well, is it? (laughs) So, what are we talking about today? Uh, Well, I think it was last Friday. uh, Bruno Figueredo? Uh, you'll know him from UXLX, the curator of the UXLX conference. And we talked to him in one of our um, yes, we did conference on, shows. on the first uh, conference show. He posted on Facebook uh, about screen sizes, and he was looking at statistics and seeing that the width of fourteen forty pixels is becoming more and more common, fourteen forty and and wider. Uh, and the general question was: Should we start moving away from the nine sixty pixel width standard of our designs and go higher than that? Mm. My first thought was, well, ho- hold on, we have all these tablets and mobile, and we're thinking mobile first. Should we start going wider? Mm. But then I realized it was like it was a good question because partly because mobile for- first is valid in countries where mobile first is true, uh, but also, uh, as you pointed out to me, James, clients are still designing 
or wanting websites that look like websites. This, yeah, this, yeah. There's, a, there's, an, there's an extra element mm. there that mm. it's, it's not just about the kind of um, design utopia. Mm. You've still got a, a, a client mm. um, relationship mm. and a lot of time they're going to want to mm. have a desktop design mm. or, or something they can they can give an opinion about and look at. And I can I, I know that, yeah, you have to deliver that mm. kind of thing on quite a few occasions. Yeah. And other um, stuff going through your head is like, oh, we go wider. Does that mean wider columns for content? I mean, that must decrease legibility and readability and all that stuff. It would be so hard to read. And what would you put in all that space? It's like some Manhattan architect seeing a new space and you have to build something there. But do you really have to fill every space on screen just because mm. people have bigger screens? <laughs> God, you threw a lot of questions out there all in one go. But it's... um. I mean, the 960 grid, mm. that has been the, the, the stalwart. That's been the kind of yeah. foundation of a lot of the design work for, for a long time. And people have loved it. Um, since the, I mean, what must be about what, 2000 and something, seven, yeah. six, something like that. Um, and it's worked nice because you can split it into yeah, well, it four columns, six columns, eight columns. Exactly, yeah. so it's a beautiful number. Mm. Um, and it, was, um, it, was, it came along when laptops suddenly got, Bigger, we got bigger screens and yeah. desktops, and monitors got better, and we end up with these one thousand twenty-four um, by um, seven six eight um, four three um, aspect ratio screens, mm-hmm. and um, and nine sixty became a, a real good thing. And really, still, it was across the board; it was you know valid. Yeah. Um, but then I think for the when I did a little bit of research last night, I saw that basically for the last I think five years, you can find articles talking about, is it time to move on from 960? Mm. Is 960 dead? So, so even before the, the mobile revolution, yeah. people have been questioning the 960, should we move up? And now is with that the partly res- because as a designer, you're aching, aching to design new stuff that fits the, s- the screen that you're on every day? Or, or as an agency, you or something as a team mm. uh, delivering to the client, mm. you want to deliver that little bit of magic, mm. that new thinking. That yeah. puts you ahead of the of the of the crowd. Yeah. Um, but then we got the whole mobile thing comes, and we're all going to mobile first mm. and small things first. So you get people saying, "Well, 960 is dead because mm. we shouldn't be starting with 960." Mm. Um, and now the interesting thing, of course, then is, can we even have this discussion about what size to design for without knowing what we are designing? <laughs> That's kind of funny. So when we talked about this yesterday, we thought, I mean, "So what? How do you actually decide what is the best screen size to design for?" Yeah. It's really impossible Which to know unless you, you actually with? know what product you're designing and what goals you have. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, the gut feeling is start looking at statistics like Bruno did and seeing that, oh my God, people are using all these large screen sizes now. Mm. Should we start taking them into account? Mm. And then the research you've done, James, has pointed out that people actually have large screens, but they're maybe not even having the browser maximized, meaning that they really don't have the, the necess- well the need for actually having that big large real estate yeah. screen size that you're designing we, for. We, well, we talked about it a while ago now on the Autumn, I think it was last year. Um, Jacob Nielsen, he um, altered his um, recommendation. I think it was, um, God, when was that? Yeah, it was the end of last year, I think it was. He, he adjusted his recommendation for what width to design for um, from um, 1,024 wide mm-hmm. um, to 1,440. He went up 50% in his recommendation mm. yeah. based on screen resolution research that he'd done, showing mm. that people are using screen resolutions mm-hmm. that are a huge amount bigger. And that's about the time when we started wondering if Jacob Nilsson was getting high. 
Oh, we just presumed he was not writing his other articles anymore. Yeah. He was getting <laughs> students or something to write them because there, yeah. there was a whole row of articles there which were just off the wall. They really yeah. weren't quality and good like he used to mm. do. Um, <laughs> one day we have to interview him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> no, but, but anyway, um, so so what I did, I, I updated my. I've been doing um, viewport research for a few years now, and I've, I've I've done I've created methods so you can help log viewports in Google Analytics. Um, they log it themselves now in Google Analytics, but you mm-hmm. can't access the data in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a good way. Um, so just, just to clarify now so that everybody's oh, yeah. on the same plate, viewport size oh, yeah. is the size of the browser that's mm. the actual screen size. You have a good oh. definition. That what you're seeing, what you're seeing is the viewport. I mean, you can make your browser so you smaller and then the viewport is what you see. But your browser, your, yeah. your laptop still has the same screen size. Yeah, exactly. But you're using less of it for your web page. Right. Yeah. So this is the viewport. Um, it's the bit you. It's the real estate you're actually using to put your web page on. Right, and you also have to subtract the address bar and whatever. Plugins yeah, well, this you is, have. yeah, yeah. These have a, this bevel yeah. around and yeah. stuff like this. Um, you know, so everything has a viewport, whether it's a mobile phone or if it's mm. a um, a smart TV or a laptop. You yeah. still there's a bit of the screen you're using to show a web page on. Um, and so you could basically say that the web page is never the size of the screen. That's impossible. Yeah. Unless you maximize. No, it's it's not. You, I think even then you find that there's like a one pixel bit here or that. Yeah, it's, okay. It's difficult to actually yeah. get it maximized, even on mm. tablets, because um, you've got pixel density ratios. Right. Um, which Oh, that's another story. We don't need to get into no. that just now, really, but I, yeah. no. <laughs> it's complicated. Yes. <laughs> no, but I, but I, my research, um, I've seen... I've been I've been monitoring I've been tracking the the viewport size on on Beantin.se um, for three years I think now or more, mm-hmm. and I've seen the resolutions of of visitors um, go up. I mean, there's there's a lot more huge screens than there were. These Retina displays are two and a half thousand pixels and and so on. Um, but what I've seen over the last two years or so is that the the width, the average width, hasn't really increased. It's still hanging around the kind of well, twelve eighty, or just under twelve eighty wide. Yeah, um, and it's been like that two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Mm. Um, it's not got bigger. I'm, ex- I'm excluding mobile from that because this is a re- when we're talking mm. about these giant screen sizes. I think it's it's relevant to talk about just the desktops. So, can we make any assumptions about why that is? Is like people don't like to maximize their browser, even uh, if they have bigger screens mm. or. I think you'd have to do some proper research mm. on site with real users yep. to ask them why, what's their behavior because mm-hmm. you can't see that from your statistics. Right. But I know from one day I'm looking around is that the people who do have the giant screens, I've seen what I see there is that they were maybe two side by side. Like you've got an, I, you've got an iMac yep. with a giant 27 inch mm. screen. You've got two Safaris or mm-hmm. you've got um, programmers, for example. Yeah. Uh, this is where I see it mm. quite often that they would have test version or web page will be open on one side and then the other side would be their coding screen tools and mm. Photoshop yeah. and where, they're, or yeah. where they're writing yeah. uh, where they're doing something mm-hmm. so that's you'd split the screen into, like oh, we used mm. to have I mean I still do I have two monitors mm. here in the office right yeah and I like to do that as well yeah so I'm these, these yeah. giant screens mm. they just allow you to to have two screens yeah <laughs> to see more at the same time yeah because yeah. you, your viewing yeah. angle you can't look at these big screens mm. all at the same time you've got to turn your head yeah so if you if you designed a website mm. that was two and a half thousand mm. pixels wide, a person looking on the content to the left of the screen would have to move their head mm. to see the content on the right. Yeah, that's a design issue just by itself. I yes, mean, it interaction design. How mm. do you solve that? Um, so you could argue, you know, there's no point trying to fill up that space mm. because it's it's most people are not going to 
stretch your site that mm. wide. I guess you also have to think about the incentive for manufacturers to actually build these mm. fantastically large screens. It's not so that you can view your web page or your corporate web page in a fantastic, beautiful, big size, in which case you would like have to stand, I don't know, 20 feet away from the monitor <laughs> to read it correctly. Mm. But it's, it is actually to that you can get more work done faster. You can multitask and see stuff at the same time, so you can put windows side by side. When That's the main reason for these monitors. For to the, these desktop um, yeah. screen sizes, yeah. Uh, and then, then mm. smart TVs mm. that are massive resolutions as well. Yes. People don't use the browsers on them. Nope. Because it's awful. I've tried. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, and yeah. interestingly there, is if you do run the, the, the browser on them, they, they don't use the full resolution anyway. Oh, yeah, you were saying that. Mm. That's interesting as well. So, I mean, you can't even... They, 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 they're, yeah. they adjust it mm. so that they effectively zoom in mm. without getting too deep into yeah. ratios and things. Yeah. Um, so, again, you, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not about the pixels that mm. you kind of, you're, you're being sold. Mm. It's about the way that the, the, your operating system or your laptop or device is presenting those mm. pixels to you or that real estate to you. And and should we really even be talking about pixels anymore? Isn't it? I thought we were beyond like that. Sort of. yeah. We should be talking about the content, the content living in any device. And you uh, guided mm. me to this article that you were reading yesterday, uh, Life Not Beyond, beyond 960. 960 Pixels, mm. Designing for Large Screens, uh, in which... That's from last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and Ian oh, Yates, yeah, Ian Yates, he makes... The case for that responsive, and you don't always talk talk about responsive in this way because you always think about responsive web design being as something that you do to accommodate mobile devices. Mm. But responsive goes both ways. It goes smaller and it goes yes, wider. Exactly. So responsive is it's also fluid. about accommodating the large screens. Mm. And he makes a lot of examples or provides a lot of examples. What could you do with this new real estate that you have? <laughs> Because we have to fill it. Because we have to fill it. I mean, it does make a point in the end that you don't have to no. fill it. I mean, you don't have to fill the obligation to fill every space on, mm. on a screen. But it does provide some examples of what you could do, like have more right-hand columns, move the footer to the right-hand side. And again, People that's why I don't like responsive, because yeah. you get disoriented when you're actually moving from one device to another on the same website, and you can't find this stuff where you expect to find it. Did, was it his article that had the um, the, the Windows 8... Um, screenshots. Was yes, it yes, it was. That was, that was yes. a, well, I love that screenshot because yes. um, it um, it shows Windows eight um, like on a tablet, you know, a reasonably mm. <laughs> regular smallish device, mm. and it's got like twelve bricks or something, or yep. sixteen bricks or something um, laid yeah, across. And it looks, that, think, and yeah, they're all in the Microsoft bricks, yeah. standard, nice, you know, colors, the primary color kind of things, and orange and so on. Um, and it looks really quite stylized and nice. Mm. And then there's a screenshot of someone with a 27-inch monitor or whatever it mm. is, um, and they filled up the whole thing with tiles, and there must be like 150, yeah. 200 tiles. And it looks like your grandma's made a patchwork quilt from mm. all the leftover material you had. It's impossible to find anything. It's just, it's just mad. <laughs> I mean, and that's something that we know, and we know it from psychology studies, we know it from her research and from just experience working with the web for so long. Less is more. Less is more. The more choices you give the user... The harder of a time they will have finding something mm. useful and making a decision about where to go next and solving their task. Yeah. So And that's the risk with more real estate. Yeah. You fill it for the sake of filling it. So we have this case of larger screens, mm. but we want to have less information. We're moving towards less information in most designs I'm mm. working with. And I've, I've made the case tons of times about, I mean, the right-hand column 
just ditch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not helping your user. It's no. just distracting your user. No. And then, then we can expand that and say that, well, if you run a, a super-sized mm. monitor, the, the right right-hand column that yeah. you've added to fill the space mm-hmm. even further beyond the I've right column yeah. is definitely not going to be used. Mm. So just get rid of both of them. Mm. Um, but the, another aspect, I think one of the articles brought up um, that we read last night, we have to put the links to these articles that we've yes. read because we're not referencing them properly, but we have read them, so it's good if readers read them as well, um, yeah. listeners read them as well. Um, it was talking about the, the viewing distance away from these monitors and, and comfortability, readability of fonts and so on on the screens. Mm-hmm. Like when you've got the, the very large monitors, you're expected, to, well, you've, you, your fonts are going to be tiny. When you you can't read them, so you mm-hmm. need them to be bigger. There was a there was a demo I saw where someone had done um, I think using was it using the webcam or something? They'd done a demo so that when you came further and closer away from the screen, it automatically adjusted the size of the fonts. Ah, okay. like an eye tracking kind of mm. demo thing. Wow. Um, because readability is all mm. down to how clear yeah. letters are from the distance viewing distance Ooh. comfortable viewing distance from the screen you know that you hold a phone a certain mm. distance away from you you hold a tablet a certain mm-hmm. distance away you generally sit a certain distance away from your right. um, desktop machine and that's the same true for even giant monitors um, so so we've got an added aspect there that we need to know more about where you are in relation to the device mm. in order to decide what font size what typography we use yeah. to make it comfortable for you to read it mm. Um, and the number of pixels doesn't really matter in that sense. True. Um, so yes, so EMs, yeah. we're getting into kind of measurement units, mm-hmm. that is much more sensible mm. to use mm. rather than pixels mm. because the web is a reading medium. Right. We have to make sure everything's readable so you mm. can take actions and you mm. can achieve what you need to achieve. Mm. So, so typography is maybe a more sensible starting point mm. than the physical pixels on the on the, on the I think device. it is, yeah. Typography, content. I mean, mm. well, the content is your starting point. What is the well, content your goals, that you're putting there? Yeah. And the goals, yeah. Yeah, what you want to do yeah. and then the content from that. Mm. And so if you were putting out content, think about how, what could support that content, mm. not what else could you put on the screen, mm. <laughs> but what supports the content that you're, that you're showing currently just now. Yeah. Uh, and so few websites do, actually, which which is a pain. But also... <laughs> Uh, what I found, I mean, not, at the same time as I'm saying that you shouldn't feel every pixel on screen just because, for the fun of it, uh, I actually stumbled, and this, this article reminded me of it, I stumbled upon when I was first designing for the iPad, realized that, yeah, I want to have all these buttons over here, and I, I want to have this, and then there, there, there was space left, mm. and it was designing an app for the iPad, mm. you need to fill the space, you can't have empty space in an app. And that's really interesting because then you really have to think odd. about, mm. and that's when you have these background images coming along that mm. you need. You have something that actually fills the space, mm. but that doesn't distract you from the content, but actually just mm. makes something that's in the background something to rest your eyes on, not even notice basically. Mm. But it doesn't make this page feel seem strange mm. when you're looking at it. And there is a case. I mean, going back to Bruno's original question, is that so many people actually have larger screens, and sometimes you actually do have this white space. Uh, on the sides and people are wondering and I know that mm. some of the clients I've been working with, working with are asking this looks strange this mm. looks weird why is there so much space over here why should we do something with it yeah. and something like background images and stuff like that I like more than putting more banners or links or whatever uh, sponsored ads mm. uh, on the sides mm. 
Yeah, I get I get some complaints about my blog because it's it's a very narrow single mm-hmm. column at the moment, and on the giant screens, if you do mm. happen to run it full width, then yeah, yeah you've got like mm. a thousand pixels either side mm. of of white space, <laughs> and it looks very strange. <laughs> so I mean, so and you were mentioning also now I'm, I'm blabbering here, but <laughs> you, all the same thing, shit at the same time, but. You were mentioning, uh, when you were talking about typography and stuff there mm. as well, you were mentioning before to me as well this, uh, this thing about language. And some, some oh, yeah, languages really have good. longer yeah. words than others. So column width actually has to be wider for certain types of languages yeah, as well. Yeah, that, that was really mm. interesting. I mean, I, I'm speaking Swedish, of course, but was mm. that we know that Sweden, in Swedish, where you do have um, the habit. Yeah, the habit. You have composite the, words. You composite you, words. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, stuff gets bunged together to be very, very long at times. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, you would say, well, what I one of the things that you can find with the research and what I recommend is that you never go lower than 45 characters in a row mm. on, a, on a line. Yeah. So when you're doing responsive, one of, the, one of the checks you need to do there is see how few letters you've got left on a line mm-hmm. when you've shrunk it to its minimum mm. viewport. Um, because less than 45, it starts to be ridiculous. You mm. end up with one word on each line mm. quite often. Um, and then you shouldn't go beyond like what, between what, about 70, 75, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, is, is the maximum length for each row. Um, yeah. After that, it becomes readability drops because nine, ten words on a row is is roughly good readability. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, for us English-speaking people, that would be seventy odd characters. Right. Um, but that's not true for all languages. Yeah. Like German mm-hmm. is one of the examples that German has longer words, largely speaking, mm. um, or broadly speaking, um, which means you might be fair to have a little bit more than that, maybe mm. up, up towards 80 plus, 85 maybe, is more sensible mm. for, for German, so mm. you get on average maybe the 9, 10 words mm. still. But mm. there then we're saying, maybe it's more sensible to design for each language you intend to use, mm. rather than each resolution they suspect <laughs> your users might be using. Yeah, I like that, <laughs> adding it. Completely new, complicated dimension to your web design. If you're doing, yeah, using if you're doing multi-language, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, but that, mm-hmm. from a user point of view, that's much more relevant. I mean, I, if I if I'm looking at a site in German that was designed in English with a 960 grid, yeah. and the right-hand column is 50 characters wide or something, when I look at it in German, or the, the web editors, the web managers that are looking after the site, when they're trying to put their, their headlines in, you suddenly find that the, the German part of the organisation can't put the title in for that particular yep. function because it's 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 25 characters instead of the you know, 14 it is in English. I, I've been there, done that, mm? working with uh, yep. Vattenfall, uh, the large energy company, because they have been... Oh, you're naming names, you say. I've, I've... I know, I, because <laughs> I stopped working with them. It's, it's so long ago. But they, I mean, they have... Uh, uh, operations in in Finland, in Poland, and in, in Germany. Germany. Mm. I mean, also Finnish and Polish also have extremely long words. Finnish has some monstrous yeah. words. Yeah. I mean, Finnish it was impossible. <laughs> I mean, the, the links you had big tabs. <laughs> Finnish is impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but <laughs> the design was impossible. Let's not go there. Sorry. <laughs> the tabs on the front page. You, they were just saying like home, business, yeah. uh, pri- private. Yeah. They couldn't fit. <laughs> they couldn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, see, con- it's, it's yeah. content first, but yeah. language. Well, I suppose if you've gone content first, yeah. then yeah. language yeah. automatically yeah. becomes part of the content first yeah. because you're going to you'd, you'd hope you produce yeah. all your languages yeah. beforehand. But we know this doesn't happen, yeah. and yeah. this is um, this is the thing about reality, oh, theory and reality. Yeah. We know we we all the all the great web minds are saying mobile first mm-hmm. or. Content, or first. content first, or yeah. 
both. Mm. Um, and that's what we're meant to do. Mm. And you know, we know usability-wise, we're not meant to confuse our users. We've got to keep it simple, you know, focus on tasks, helps with conversion, all the kind of optimization and so on. Yet, when it comes to building this stuff, it's... It, we it's do it just, in the wrong way all well, the time. We do it in the wrong way all the time, or we're forced to do it in the wrong way all the time. Yeah. I think this is... Mm. We talked about this with Brad last, mm. um, last show, about how... I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing standing up and being counted and saying, you know, I, I believe in, you know, future, perf- you know, mm. doing stuff right and, mm. you know, following the, following my heart, my web, web um, brain and knowing what I should be doing. Yeah. Um, but then your client comes along and goes, yeah, well, you know, I want a new desktop site. I want to uh, you design me a, a, a new um, product page. Mm-hmm. Um, or landing page or whatever it is. Right. Sometimes you're just caught up in building more pages on the website that that's already there. Yeah, they're not. They don't want to yeah. replace this, their content management system. Mm. Um, they they aren't. They haven't budgeted or they aren't mm. ready for doing um, a major redesign to to maybe go responsive. Yeah. Um, they've just come to you and they've asked you to to do a new. Mm. Um, I don't know, do a wireframe mm. for for a new product page. Right. Um, you're you're forced then maybe into. And they're saying I'm with. maybe they're saying that. Well, you told me it was future friendly six years ago, <laughs> but apparently it wasn't, because then all these mobiles came and the, what we did before wasn't future friendly. So how can I be sure it's future friendly now if you just do it responsive? Mm. We can't because maybe that changes in two two years. Mm. We have some new technology that makes it easier for us to push out content in different devices. Mm. Someone will think of something new. Mm-hmm. So you, of course you're never safe, <laughs> and that's why. I mean, going back to two episodes ago when we had that web page, this is a web page. Oh, yeah. That's where we should be starting Mm. with our content, putting it out there Mm. just in plain text. Then start adding the pictures, start adjusting the fonts, the width, test it, then start adding the navigation. Mm. So do it in the right way instead of so many times going to the ad agency or whatever agency you're going to. And they'll design something before having any content at all, mm-hmm. and you're trying to squeeze it in. I joked. I joked last night when we were chatting about well, what topic to record today mm-hmm. um, about web design being impossible. It is impossible. It is. I mean, <laughs> okay. Really, now, the, now, more, the more you know, the, the more you understand. I mean, you, the more enlightened <laughs> you become. Yeah. The more the more dark yeah. and and evil the whole thing becomes. Yeah. I mean, okay, we're we're twenty five minutes into a podcast show yeah. now, trying to help people here, and we've just said it's impossible. <laughs> so you might as well switch off now and, and go out in the garden. Yeah. But but nobody. It's it's very very difficult to 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 mix all of this together. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the greatest web minds out there still don't really have. Mm you know, the perfect answers to everything. It's a changing landscape as well as a complicated mm. one. We've got all these devices. We've got all these languages. And you can't trust the statistics. You mm. can't. I think more there is, yeah, you, you, at times you can't trust the statistics. Mm. You can't also maybe trust your, your own um, an, analysis or an, analytics yeah. because most people actually don't know what they're reading. Mm-hmm. The, the people's knowledge about what does that mean? You're, lo- you're looking at quantitative data and you need yeah, quality- what's a visit? Yeah, you need qualitative data to actually go out there and, and like you were saying, see people using your site, using yeah. your services, and that that's what you draw your conclusions from. We've got so we've got language, we've got, we've mm. got typography, um, we've we've got behavioral science. 
we, we've got um, um, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the list is endless. Uh, we've got clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got we've got um, agencies. Yeah, and the experts online as well. Saying and then also, something. You, you 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 maybe work for an agency, and that agency itself has has sales goals. Uh, you've you've got a sales team who've sold in a project to a client. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole the whole complexity of of how we built up the industry and what mm. we're expected to deliver, it makes it impossible to do the perfect website. So I'm the so I'm the CEO of Kellogg's, James. I don't know why I pulled that out of. You've and I come to you and I come cereal. to you and I'm asking. <laughs> we I, we want to build a website. How do you decide what resolution to build for? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. And if I turn around slightly, can I look at my whiteboard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, uh, first of all, uh, uh, you've got to make sure they've got the goals set right. Yeah, because you you mm. come to me, Mr. Kellogg's, and mm. and and say so you want that. Mm. Well, I'm, I want to ask you and and check that you mm. know what you want from your. Why are you doing it? What's what's the what's the point behind your website? How does it yeah. fit into the rest of your business yeah. and business goals? What we're trying to achieve, mm. or even just that one page? Maybe you want me to design. Mm. What's that right, page yeah. going to achieve? Um, and after that, we can then start mm. getting into maybe what's going to be on it, the content. Mm. Shall I go through? I actually wrote up a little yeah, but, um, yeah. six step. Um, answer mm-hmm. to how you could go about this. Go, go for it. Yeah. yeah. First of all, was goals, like we yeah. just said, Mr. Kellogg. Um, and then research, mm. research and measure. Uh, really, the measure. I, mm. you, you, you know that I push this so much that mm. you've got to measure the viewport being mm. used and see what you, how, is mm. happening. Because it, I've done this on several mm. sites now, and I know it varies from site to site quite a lot. And I know that resolution is irrelevant. Okay, James, but Sorry. I'm Mr. Kellogg's now when we haven't measured this at all. Over the years, and we and need that web. Out and it's unlikely, you could, yeah, and you're not going to do it before yeah. then. No, um, in that sense, um, yeah, we're. I'm going to recommend <laughs> that you try and put that in place for future, so we can do a better job next time. Yeah, but then we're just going to have to basically guess. Yeah, um, based on on, re- on resolution, mm-hmm. and yeah, then we know as well though that from other research that they are not well, uh, depending on what resolution was popular, that we can probably mm-hmm. guess that. The laptop, mm. the standard laptop size is still the most common. Mm. That's um, thirteen seventy eight by seven six eight. Yeah. Almost every single laptop screen is still mm. that, even though it's pixels. And we mm. said about not using pixels anymore. That's the size it is. Mm. Uh, Retina Max and things that's different, but mm. most normal laptops are that. Mm. And in business environments, a lot of people are still using those resolutions. Mm. This is where I want to go out and verify the goals with the actual users and actually mm. like. Go well. Call some people up that are actually using the service, or, mm. or, or know something about Kellogg's, based on the goals that the that you got from the CEO. Actually, make sure that those match some of the goals that the users have. Because if there's no match, if there's no win-win situation to be held here, yeah, then you may have to go back and actually redefine the goals. So you've got to do the research there, yeah. and it, even if even if you can't mm. um, do the an analysis and measure the viewport, then yes, you've got to mm. exactly like you say reaffirm that these goals mm. are going to work mm. and. At the same time, you've been getting some empirical research that says, oh, look, our users are mainly mm. doing this or right. look at consuming the website or the mm. content in this way. Mm. Um, and then also set how you're going to measure the goals. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd want you to mm. take, then I'd want you to mm. take, um, to, to, to design, to do the content, mm. actually produce the content. Yes. That, that is going to support the goals. Mm. Yeah. Okay. This but is But I haven't hired a copywriter yet. <laughs> then we have to try and maybe use existing content. Mm-hmm. If it's an existing website, yeah, um, and this also may be difficult in that you might. I think some people are going to struggle maybe to do content for a page 
all content, including mm. micro content for mm. microcopy for various bits, mm. without any kind of design whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If I tell you to write a web page, and you've got no idea of menus, you've got no idea of, of whereabouts in site you are, what they're all called, if this is going to yeah. be... You've got nothing. You're building from zero. I think I love trying to do that. I, I'm, I can honestly say I haven't done it. I think it's a no. really good way to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to try it at some point in the future. It'd be interesting, because <laughs> I think it's going to be a, it's a real challenge. With, with yeah. a blank piece of paper, yeah. doing content first... Because you're so, so then, but then you also then you're really focusing on the goal. Mm. What do you want the user to understand or achieve or do after you're reading right. this? You've got to have the goal, and mm. even some yeah, and even mm. um, SEO comes into it there. Yeah. Like you maybe that maybe is a way of helping with content first. Yeah, making people think about mm-hmm. the, um, the the kind of good headlines, um, how it's going to be mm. appearing search engines, how mm. what's the readability level, what's good, mm. making sure content is is easy to read, mm. not just from a number of words on the row, but also um, the the language level. Yeah, not making it too technical or too right. high level um, language. Keep your readability mm. age down. Um, because we know people find that easier, mm. and a lot of people aren't wonderful at reading. I'm actually reading uh, the Art of Ex- Explanation now. Ooh! By uh, oh my god, I forgot forget his name. I oh, will post it in the show notes. But the guy, do you remember these videos about uh, RSS in plain English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. those you know, the common craft made. Yeah, common craft stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the guy who made those, he also uh, made the video for Dropbox. Yes. And it, there's a lot about explanation. How you have to really dumb down the language and make people start off at least explaining stuff mm. getting the context of stuff so that mm. people know where are they what do you want them to do mm. and why understanding why before you understand what mm. and I yeah. really like that and try to solve something mm. yeah and then once mm. you've actually worked out your goals and um, you've got all your content produced mm. um, then I think you should design for the smallest screen right or, or produce mm. something for the smallest mm. um, screen size being the whole mobile well, from first my perspective, thing. the smallest screen will always be the iPhone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> iPhone three. I mean, yeah. Depending on where you are in the world and what markets, because you know, mm, true. But, there yeah. are still groups of mm. there are countries mm. and groups of people that are using feature phones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, but but, but again, future you've already friendly. Done, future and you've already friendly. done your research, James. It has to be future friendly. These people are going to buy iPhones. Yeah, <laughs> they will. <laughs> But if you do any research and you understand your your people yeah. objective, then that doesn't matter because you know which one it is. You need to yeah. use the right device to do right. that smallest one first. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Now you've done now you've done a design, and it's it, we're probably talking about three hundred and twenty pixels wide mm-hmm. now because <laughs> um, it's the smallest screen yeah. first. Bump that up to fourteen forty. <laughs> but you know, but but I don't think you should. What the, the yeah. step there? I reckon prototype. Because mm-hmm. if you then if you then prototype that smallest one, mm. you've got something to play with, and I'd I'd, I'd well, you test it in the smallest device, but also you could start then stri- or seeing how this copes in the other devices or other uh, at the other sizes that your research has shown mm-hmm. that are relevant for your product or site. Mm. So rather than kind of saying, okay, we do 960, yeah. you might not need 960. You actually might find that mm. other sizes mm. are, are more relevant mm. to look at. Um, and then you can start stretching and playing and see what breaks mm. and, and you know, tweak and adjust to make it work on the um, the, the the larger sizes, right? Um, but if we, or smaller ones. Yeah. It might be that you you um, the one you've you realise afterwards that you want to go a little bit smaller to keep uh, an edge case. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because I mean, design for the smallest screen. What we're actually saying, design for the smallest screen relevant that the most screen. users mm. use. The smallest relevant screen. Exactly, mm. the smallest relevant screen. Because I mean, if sixty percent of the users have twelve ninety whatever, yeah, and 
I don't know, 5% have less than that, mm. then that's probably the smallest. Then I'm not going to start. You're not going to start with the mobile. I, I, you'd struggle to justify to your client yeah. of starting with the smallest one, I think. Because mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're a, a live site, live product, you're selling mm-hmm. stuff or, or doing stuff now on mm-hmm. the site, then you've got to care for that big chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you'd start with that one first and then mm-hmm. move down. So, so maybe there's a, there's a star next to my unless I mean, small now we're, first I'm now there, getting really complicated and you're, just, you're realizing that you have some power users and the power users are the ones that are buying and they're going online mm-hmm. they have a ready shopping cart and then perhaps a few of them are actually going and pushing the buy button in the mobile solution <laughs> then you'd realize that those are the guys that you want to design for so mm-hmm. it's all down to which ones are making you the money as well mm-hmm. if that's your goal if you have money making goals well, that's that, that's relevant that, yeah. the, the, the smallest yeah, so relevant yeah, screen exactly. size first so there are so, so many fit. parameters there that, yeah. that you have to take into account it was impossible exactly so <laughs> <laughs> but then once you yeah. well it's complicated but you have there are like I'll make a template for it yeah so you can you can grow up with the whole mobile first mm. thing and mm. start with the smaller one mm. first and it is easier to grow because you've mm. already done the job of of focusing your content and making sure you've got just the bare minimum you need to mm. to, to fulfill your goals because mm. we know what happens as soon as you start like you said as soon as you start having more real estate there's an instant desire or, or you need to fill it and there's often a battle um, to get stuff left alone. I mean, it's mm. not fill stuff. I mean, you've got you've got an AD or mm. some kind of design that's filling up the page, and they maybe aren't the one who's worked with the content. They aren't the one who, who kind of are going to program it and so on. We've we've got these you know, islands of these silos of competence yeah. that are involved in these in these kind of projects. Um, and oh, you are going to fight to get your white space or to 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 not add extra features just because yes. there's room for extra exactly. features yeah. and uh, making sure you make mm. whatever you do add you measure to make sure you mm. you understand the success of it mm. or the failure of it or the if, failure if, of it yeah sometimes you have to add something because mm. the client is just at, on you all the time yeah and you add it and you have to measure then and see how does that take away from what you're trying to accomplish with mm. the web page i got a question the other day about um oh there was a, a suggestion of a mobile version of a page a client is is asked to be produced from his mm. agency, and um, it doesn't include like five features from the desktop site. Ah, okay. I haven't answered yet. <laughs> I'm going to, I haven't had time, but um, but just that mm. about well, you know, if if the agency has decided not to include those five features, mm. is that because they're really not that relevant? Yeah, or we've it, encountered that before. As or well, is yeah. it that they're trying to uh, save time and money? Mm. Because they don't have, they, they, there's no budget to produce all mm. these features in the in the mobile version, but the mm-hmm. client wants a mobile version. Um, you know, this so you end up getting you've lifted a stone, and suddenly now you go, okay, yeah. what's the business needs? Is it what's the, where's the business restrict limitations? Mm. Is it is it a budget thing here, mm. or is it a lack of research, mm. lack of mm. of, of um, understanding, or, mm. or readiness in the organisation for, for certain decisions? Yeah. Suddenly, a, a simple web design question becomes. Business yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. We started out with the screen size, and we're now into business goals. It's it. You have to dive into mm. every part, every crevice of the organization, and actually realize what are they all about, what can they accomplish, how much money do they have, mm. what competencies do they have, how much time and money do they have to actually work with this over time. Because when mm. you're done, after you've done the prototype, I mean, you're launching, and your your point number five on the whiteboard here is actually grow as dictated by research. Okay, so do we have any money left to do research and to actually do mm. the redesign? Maybe not. And how much do we actually? How sure are we that we're right when we launch? Mm. Uh, probably a good thing to finish off on now is just so that 
in 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 digital or in web um any if there's a if there's a quick and easy answer to one of your questions mm. it probably means you're doing it <laughs> wrong or doing it a quick and dirty way and you're yeah. you're not doing it the the mm. the best way yeah and in some ways that's fine because that's how it is mm. if i if i come to you and say yes design for 960 then I'm I'm just giving you a quick and dirty answer, and I'm not mm. giving you the full picture because we've just explained, just spent forty minutes explaining mm. a lot about the full picture, and it's very very complicated. But people don't have time to understand no, the full so, picture. So then, it's a yeah. bus- but then that's a business decision itself. Yeah. As long as you're aware of the mm. fact that these quick mm. simple mm. answers mm. mean that you you're ignoring a lot of elements mm. and a lot yeah. of factors, and as long as you understand mm. that by taking these quick simple decisions, mm. then you probably are doing that. You're not mm. doing the the right thing. Mm. Then fair enough, just. Keep it in mind for the future that you yeah. probably need to allocate some time and money to to doing it a bit better in the you know later on. Mm. I can't stop thinking about the quick, simple decision people are making nowadays is responsive web design. Mm. <laughs> You're right. And I met so many people who, well, owners of websites, are thinking now, "Oh my God, what did I do?" Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and I I implore you yeah. if you are, if you do responsive, make sure that you monitor your um, page load times. As part of your web analytics, yeah, I mean, and 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 and, and segment it by a mobile and desktop and so on, or um, to yeah, see what and just make sure you visit your website mm. now and again in your web mobile mm. and see see what's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Thank you for listening to all this rant about screen size, but that's been fun actually. I think you're going off to Spain. I am. <laughs> you're not back. You're back at, not back at work yet, are you? No, no, I'm. No. I'm. Well, I'm semi-back, 1st of August. I'll be working on and off from the summer house, I think. So, living the good life of the freelancer. But for our listeners, we're always open. Of course we are. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Twitter, email, yes, I'm in there all the time, as as always. And as usual, (laughs) if you you like the show, then give us some feedback. um, Or get in touch with us. Mm -hmm. Or if you've got any questions, or any points you want to argue about, Mm -hmm. or correctors on mm. then yep get in touch i'd right. love to hear from you all check back in two weeks uh, continue having a great summer everyone and remember to keep a winter mo- for the people in the other side of the world sorry winter for the people in australia oh my god I, I always forget that mm. this is a podcast and internet is global <laughs> <laughs> we're a big round thing yes. you know and it's not the same everywhere but it's summer here yes not down there yeah but it's summer it's summer months no it's the winter months down there they do the seasons are the same do they actually say winter good yeah absolutely because it's winter it's colder i didn't know that but i've been to south africa well it's not oh you see south africa's not that far south really yeah not when you look at Australia. It doesn't. Well, the seasons don't change as much they don't need the geography lesson i didn't realize this This is not a geography no but this is interesting well okay because (laughs) (laughs) that means when you're can i get a cup of tea We'll save it. We'll save it. But it, I didn't know that. It was fun. And so I ha- hope some other people didn't know that as well. <laughs> now, remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcast with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX. 